0: Glory, Isaiah 26, we've been looking at an awesome passage of Scripture here that is uh, something that God wants for your life, something that's necessary for your life, yet something that many, many believers do without. And uh, they don't have to do without it if they would just receive it. In Isaiah 26, for a couple of times now, we've been looking along these lines, and verse 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace. Everybody say "Perfect perfect peace. Perfect peace Him. Whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Now we've mentioned that we really like how it says it in the King James. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed upon you. Your mind must be stayed or fixed or locked or focused on him and his things and what he has said. If you want to enjoy what the Bible calls perfect peace. We know in the Hebrew, it literally is rendered peace, peace. In Hebrew, it's the words shalom, shalom, peace, peace. And uh, it's a different peace than what what the world has. You know, Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not like the world gives, but I I give you peace where your heart doesn't have to be troubled. Your heart doesn't have to be afraid. Amen. Amen. we're particularly talking about how that peace affects our mind because your thoughts and your mind is where the battle is fought. It's where the battle would be lost if it's lost. And, uh, you know, it's not a lack of faith to say and admit that for many Christians, they lose a lot of battles. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But then, uh, but see, that's not supposed to be because he always leads us into triumph in Christ. In other words, there is no test and there is no trial that's just so special and unique to you that you can't have victory over it. You can always have victory. And so the the mind's going to be involved there, too, if you end up in victory. Amen. We want you to. And that's one of the things, you know, we care about you. We understand that when you leave here, you might not go home to a perfect set of circumstances. Amen. And if you and if you do today, we'll praise God for it. But but, you know, there's going to be a test coming up. There's just going to be as long as you're in this body and as long as the devil's on the earth. I could teach you. And in fact, you know, sometime I might teach a whole series on how to uh, how to make the devil leave you alone. But the real easy way is die. (laughs) (laughs) I said the the easiest and quickest way to never have any more trouble with the devil is die. Because all what Jesus even said uh, on this earth, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And his victory is our victory. Yes. Amen. Amen. And our minds are involved. Amen. He'll keep in perfect peace. What's that mean? Perfect peace. Well, one thing that, that you could say, if you're experiencing perfect peace in your mind, that would mean you're in complete control. Yes. Amen. You'll find that the one problem that a lot of believers and a lot of, well, of course, unbelievers big time have this problem. Uh, you understand that therapists aren't going out of business anytime soon, right? And psychologists and those, mm-hmm. those different yeah. uh, mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. And we're not, uh, we're not criticizing what they do. Right. We may disagree with, with uh, what they would say the end result is. But they're treating symptoms, you understand. Right. Hmm? They're treating diseases mentally the best they know how. And I'm sure they do some good. Right on the other hand, the, the, the Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. You're not going to get somebody to have perfect peace who's not born again, who's not walking in the ways of God. There's no way to get that. (laughs) Praise God. Uh, So, you know, people feel like, well, I just my mind's out of control. I just can't help what I think. Whose mind is it, by the way? Huh? Amen. Well, we said this, too, that the Bible teaches that you and I have been given what the word calls the mind of Christ. But, you know, for for many believers, and I remember what it was like in my life when I first started reading verses like that and said, well, isn't that cool? It says I have the mind of Christ. Wonder what that is. Hmm? Well, it doesn't mean that we have his brain. (laughs) Amen. But in in the sense that we have the spirit of Christ on the inside of us and you understand that the spirit of God is able to pass on to us. God's will and God's instructions. Didn't the Bible say that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come, put all things into your remembrance that he said to you, teach you all things, instruct you? Yeah. Amen. Well, in that way, he's passing on the mind of Christ, the mind of the anointed to you. Mm-hmm. Then in another sense, we could look at that scripture another way and say this, the way Jesus walked on this earth when he was on the earth and the degree of peace that he walked in. How many know that he walked in peace, peace? He walked in perfect peace peace. Here on earth. But yet it wasn't because he had perfect circumstances. He did not. He had some severe tests and trials. I mean times where he was. He had to just. Right before he's going to go minister to a group of people. He gets the news. Your cousin John the Baptist just had his head sliced off because of you. How'd you like to get that news and then have to go minister to a group of people. Well you know we have really no idea unless we could have walked in his shoes. And you can because it's, it, he's given you the whole picture of it. All that we would need to know about it right here in the word. Amen. 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 And so you can walk in his shoes in that respect. But uh, if if you'd slow down when you're in the word a little bit and really stop and think, man, what did he go through mentally? He really had every opportunity to lose it. I mean, a lot of people, if they went through a fraction of what Jesus went through, they'd be (laughs) fruitcakes. He had the devil telling him. You need to throw yourself off the cliff. Jesus had suicidal thoughts tempting him. All right. Every temptation. And folks say, well, Pastor, you know, you just don't understand. I don't have to understand. I have the word. I can tell you that Jesus went through it. He understands. Pastor, you don't understand what we go through. You can't preach something like that. Would you just wait till what I give you today? (laughs) You're going to be tempted to say, Pastor, you just don't understand. (laughs) Hallelujah. So how do we get how do we get to a place where we're, uh, you know, even in tests and trials, enjoying that kind of peace, enjoying that kind of control over our thought life? Well, you must do what Romans 12 says. This is just a review of what we said last week. Romans 12 says that we are not to be as Christians conformed to this world, conformed to this world system. Amen. This world has a particular track it wants to put you on particular patterns of thinking. Ways of thinking. I'll just stop long enough to say this, and this is just my opinion. It's not something I'm trying to push on you. But yet I will say it here in case you want to borrow it and take it and make it your own. I, the more I, I went to college for four years. Then I went to graduate school for one year. I didn't finish there. My professor died, and I wasn't paying that money for not having a replacement for him. And then I went to Bible school for two years. I have seven years of what the world calls higher education. And I'm, I got a lot out of it. Yet... I, I seems to me like I'm putting less and less stock in college because 80 percent of Christian kids that go into college come out without their faith. And so uh, now here again, I'm not trying to force that on anybody. And uh, I'm not saying that my kids aren't going to college. You know, I'm not saying that at all. They probably will in some form. Amen. But I don't know, just sending an 18 year old off to live on their own in a place where uh, I mean, the whole thing is. They almost force you to get involved in a lifestyle that's perverted and wrong. Get you sleeping with people. Right. And then, you know, to have all these professors saying God's not real. Right. And forcing their, their opinions on you and telling right. it's fact. Yeah. And you got to pay through the nose for half your life for that. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, why are we talking about that? Anyhow. <laughs> like I said, that's just my opinion. Right. Right. I think there's a good way to do it. But I think the mainstream is, it needs some tweaking. Amen. I volunteer. Anyhow, (laughs) I did get a lot out of school, but anyhow, we are to be changed from this world system. How are we going to be doing? How are we going to not conform to what to the track this world wants to put you on? Well, the Bible says the way you do that is by the renewing of your mind. Your mind as a Christian must be reprogrammed to think in line with God's thoughts and God's ways. How are we going to find out what God's thoughts are? It's easy. God's words are God's thoughts. God's word that he's given us contains his thoughts and his words are true and his thoughts are true. Amen. You understand that this book has been around for a long, long time and we still have it exactly like he wanted us to have it. There's been different times where they have tried. uh, I mean, the history would actually be real fascinating to, to many of you. I'm sure if you could look at the history of how people have tried to do away with the word of God. I mean, whole governments had offered rewards for every Bible that the people could bring to them for them to burn them and destroy them. Mm -hmm. Hmm? Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I can't even think of it exactly. But there's this one individual where the the uh, the person that turned in all the Bibles got paid by the government. Mm -hmm. And he used all that money to open up a printing press to print a bunch to print (laughs) like many, many times more. Amen. After he became he became a Christian. After turning in all those Bibles, got all the money and, and printed like tons more. you can't destroy you can't destroy God's thoughts. You understand that Jesus and God, I mean, they are the they are just the perfect example of stability. Always stable. Hallelujah. So you and I need to program into us God's thoughts and God's ways, and that will renew your mind. When your mind is fully renewed to the word of God, yeah. praise God, you will be in complete control. You will have perfect peace. Oh, we're not saying you won't still have temptations and trials because you will. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. But you'll overcome because what's what's in you is too strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's supposed to renew your mind? We we, that's our responsibility. We're supposed to Be renewed in our minds by putting in the new. And by putting in the new, it's going to replace that which is the old. Amen. Now, a huge uh, obstacle in our lives that all of us have to deal with. If you turn to Philippians 4, which is exactly where we left off last time. Big obstacle that we all have to deal with is the presence in our lives of anxiety and fear and worry. Hallelujah. But yet... We are able to have success in that area as well. Amen. We were watching a minister on TV last night after we get home from church on Saturdays. Some of my favorite guys are on. I usually miss the one cuz we're driving home. Leroy Thompson, I really love. I've we've known him in times past and he's awesome. And then this other both of these are black ministers. Uh, Bill Bill Winston is another one that we really like. And uh, Amy noticed something last night. She said, do you notice that they edit out all the people taking the time to find their scriptures in the Bible? Because <laughs> he says, turn to such and such scripture and then he reads it. <laughs> and everybody's there. i was like, well, I guess you would on TV. It's expensive to sit there and flip. Doesn't cost you anything this morning. <laughs> Philippians 4, just thought you'd want to know. It's so the next time you watch. Hallelujah. <laughs> Philippians 4 says... Verse 6, do not be. Everybody say, do not. not. He didn't say, try not. He didn't say, if if you don't have anything really big to worry about, then don't worry. He said, don't be anxious about the big things. Don't be anxious about the small things. Huh? No, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, I particularly enjoy and like what the Amplified Translation says about that because it does give you the full picture of it, how the Greek has it. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who's telling us to do this? The Lord. This is the Word of God to us telling us we are not to fret mm-hmm. right. or have any anxiety. Now, what's it mean? We don't always use that word fret, but do you know what it means to fret? Fret. It means that you, you go over it, right. and you go over it, and you go over it, and you go over it, and you keep going over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fretting. That's fretting. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Now, how many have ever done that? Especially where people are concerned. Huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, you'd be thinking about something that somebody... Just a little attitude that somebody had towards you and you go over it and you go over it. They did that. And next thing you know, next time you play it through, there's additional scenery. <laughs> you, you see them now talking about you to some other people. All right. And you go over, and each time you go over it, up goes your blood pressure a little bit. A mm-hmm. couple points each time and you go over it again. Mm-hmm. And now they have a whole group of people who are listening intently as this person is talking <laughs> about you. And that whole scenario might never even have happened or never even played out. Right. Right. Fretting, it can be a habit. Yes, it can. Right. And uh, like, like something Brother Hagan said, he said, you know, you get the whole church to amen when you start preaching against smoking. He said, but smoking will just half kill you. Worry will flat kill you. Mm-hmm. Doctors say there's more people in the grave over worry than any other one thing. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, stress. stress. Okay. Amen. Why would the Lord, if we're so prone to it and so given to it, why would the Lord so emphatically say, do not do this ever about anything? Right. Amen. That's true. Amen. Well, how many have ever told your kids and instructed them real good? OK, guys, you're playing in the driveway. You're playing with that ball. Look, if that ball rolls out into the street, do not go out after that. You come get me and I'll go after it. Right. 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 Why are you so emphatic with your kids? Don't you know they can't help but going out, huh? Don't you know that, that, you know, it's just natural for them to chase the ball out into the street. Well, no, you know that they're no, you know that their bodies are no match for the cars that's coming. And their maturity is not at a place where they can do both, get the ball and watch the cars. Because you know what they're fixed on and focused on. Bounce, 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 bounce. And if they're, you know. Their whole environment can change. They still be focusing on the on the balance. Right. Well, why are you so that way with them? Same way God. Same reason God is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Pastor, you saying it's that it's that you know important? It's like going out in traffic. Right. See, you you got to understand that your bodies and your mind are not designed and built to handle it. Right. Amen. Amen. You're not made for that. Right. Amen. It will end up causing you all kinds of problems and even some chronic, long-term, yes. physical things. That's right. The Amen. folk blaming on everything else but yeah. the real problem. Yeah. Sin. Sin. Yeah. Disobeying the word. Yeah. Huh? God said, do not fret. Not. Don't keep hitting rewind. Right. Right. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, every step, now every, every progression in your life, you'll get to different places and how many have found out that problems don't get smaller as you get further along? Problems can even come up and look bigger than ever. Hmm? Minister friend of mine says it this way. New level, new devil. If you want to go bigger places in God, do more for God. You're going to experience opposition that you never experienced at a different level. But that's OK. It's still it's still Satan and you're still able to overcome. Hallelujah. But hitting rewind, playing it over. Uh, Listen, folk will tell you all the time. Yeah, but uh, these people really, really hurt me by what they did. And the answer is, no, they didn't. Them doing what they did. I mean, unless they physically, you know, cut something off. But we're just talking about, you know, something that somebody would have done offense wise. And we've preached along these lines. Oh, that person really, really hurt me. No, what hurt is when it got in you by you replaying and replaying and replaying and replaying. Okay. And, and, and you took it in and got it working in your whole life. I mean, really, what, what effect 10 years from now would what they did, in some cases, I understand there's extreme cases where somebody actually did something that caused you know, big problems. But you know, I'm talking about these everyday kind of things, right? right, right, right. We've had to, we've we've had to learn that when uh, when somebody leaves the church here, hallelujah! And you know, we've had that happen a couple times. And uh, but when that happens, I'll tell you the first the first couple times it happened, it was tough on us, man. And it and uh, one of the reasons it was so tough is because of that rewind button. You know, I get the letter the, the letter that they said that uh, you know. <laughs> That this is what you did, and this is, and I, it's not, we didn't do what they said we did, but they, they got convinced, because they were doing some rewinding, amen, and <laughs> caused them to leave, right? But then I'm taking that, that letter, and rewind, and rewind, and rewind, and man, next thing you know, I'm not sleeping, and I'm not feeling good. We did that for the first couple of people, and then said, wait a second, that has to stop. So you'll be happy to know the last few letters we got, <laughs> I'll read it once. I'll, 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 take, I'll go before the Lord and I'll say, Lord, is there truth to this? That am, I, am I actually hurting people the way they say? You know, we've had, we've had them say, what you're preaching is hurting people. Except we had, we had people come the same day, the same service that they said I hurt everybody. We've had some people come and say, now that changed my life more than anything that you've ever said. <laughs> so, you know, I'm weighing it. But asking the Lord, because if I did mess up, I'll I'll admit that. I want to know and I'd apologize to people and apologize to you if I did. But uh, anyhow, and then once I'm settled that we did the best we knew how to do, then I have a place where I'd file such correspondence. Amen. It's a it's a silver can with plastic liner. And that's it. That's done. It's done. And I'm not touching it again. I can't I can't read it again because I tossed it. Amen. 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 If you write me a good letter, you know where it's going to end up. Praise the Lord. (laughs) That's what I mean. We have you have to do that. Rewinding it is what hurts. It gets it in you. Just like if you'd meditate on the things of God, they'd get in you. Now, there's an idea. (laughs) What you meditate on. Don't fret. Everybody say don't fret. Don't fret. Don't Don't hit the rewind button. Don't keep playing it. Deal with it. Ask the Lord, was this was this true? Did I did I offend here? And if the Lord deals with you that, no, you did what you the best you could. They got some issues that, that you know, you can't help. You can't help everybody. Right. Amen. Yeah. Then uh, then we're going to help the people that we can. Amen. And I'm not going to get up here in the pulpit all hunched over and right. sucking for air because right. Right. I haven't slept all week and <laughs> been dealing with this thing. And, and you know, yeah. then get negative on you. Amen. But see, all of us have these things that will always come to us. Don't fret. Don't have any anxiety about anything. anything. Yeah, but you don't understand this situation. I don't have to. God evidently knew about it and he still said, don't do it. Had one person tell me, Pastor, try having some compassion once in a while on the people. (laughs) Instead of beating us up. Amen. Amen. Uh, which is a good thing. You understand that that's, <laughs> compassion's good. <laughs> Amen. But that doesn't mean I'm going to say, well, just try, see what you can do. You know, if you don't have anything major going on, then you should be able to obey this just fine. No, God said, "The one who knew ahead of, the, the one who knew about your situation before you found out about it, told you ahead of time, don't fret about it. Don't have any anxiety about it. Don't do it. You don't understand. Maybe I don't. Right. You're just being hard. No, I don't mean to. Maybe I don't understand. Who cares? He did. He knew about it and he still said it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just the way I am. Wrong again. That's right. Wrong again. It's the way you've let yourself become. That's right. It's the way you've trained yourself to be. All right. That's right. And if you train yourself to be that way, you can train yourself to not be that way. It starts with repenting to the Lord for blowing off his word, okay. pretending that it didn't apply to you because your problems were too big. Uh-huh. The problem's not big enough to take you out. The problem itself. Yeah. Right. I? I don't care what the problem is. You know, if it's a medical thing. You know, we just always use cancer as an example because that's that's uh, carries with it some pretty bad thoughts. Right. right? Cancer itself is not big enough to take you out. You might say, no, I know all kind of people that died from it. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying cancer by itself without, without doubt and unbelief attached to it. Without fear attached to it. How do you know it's not big enough? Because other people have gotten in faith about it and it wasn't big enough. <laughs> Did you get that? Other people have gotten in faith about those things and that, and that thing by itself wasn't big enough. It ended up dissolving. The problem. Yeah, look, the giants weren't big enough to keep the children of Israel out of their promised land. It took their doubt and unbelief along with the giants it took their fear of, of dying and their worrying and fretting about it and their anxiety about it to keep them out with the giants. How do you know? The same giants were there when the children of Israel, caught in faith, went in and whipped them. That's right. Wish I could get uh, some support here today. Amen. Your problems alone aren't big enough to do you in. But the enemy will come to you and he'll take those. You know, go to 1 Peter 5 and we'll start winding us down today. 1 Peter 5. Perfect peace is what God wants for you. But you're going to have to give up a certain habit if you're going to have perfect peace. You can't yield to that fretting habit and that worry habit. And you can't say, well, God do something about it. Right. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. did a couple he things did. about it. He did. Right. Praise God. Gave you his spirit on the inside of you. Right. Gave you his word for you to renew your mind yes. with. Gave you a good pastor that keeps you straight. Yes, God. Thank God for that, you know. Yeah. But gave you the ability, the ability to take control back. You have to do it. First Peter five. Verse eight. Praise God, it says, be self-controlled and alert. is the Bible teaching (laughs) (laughs) self-help? Evidently a little bit. There's things that you have to do. And if you're just going to pray, God, do something about it and you sit there and worry about it, keep worrying about it the whole time. What do you want him to do? Well, Lord, just take over my mind. That's not the that's not the individual who's trying to take over your mind. There is somebody trying to take over your mind. Amen. But God is not a God will not force himself in your life. He gave us the Holy Spirit, not as the great forcer, but as the great helper. Helper. Behold, I give you another helper. Who will force you to obey? No, he won't. No, no he won't. No. No. There, you'll find, look, reading the New Testament, you'll find many times where in the modern translations like the NIV and the New Living and others, it talks about being controlled by the Spirit. There is no such thing that I found. How many of you have ever had the Holy Spirit make you get out of bed and go to church? <laughs> nope. Huh? He made me pray in tongues. <laughs> He made me read the word for hours. He, let's bring it home. He made me pay my tithes. He, oh. he, he, if, you're, if we're supposed to be controlled by the spirit, like some of those translations uh, phrase it, I've met very few people, if any, that ever were. I mean, I've known some spiritual people. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyhow, be self-controlled. And alert, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Now, I'm not trying to scare you and give you more to be worried and anxious about this morning. But I like how the King James says it. It says he's looking for someone, he's looking for those he may devour. Looking looking for whom he may devour. Now, what's the devil want to do? He wants to devour you. You ever had, a, we had a dog that used to devour his food. What's that mean? It means it's one second it's there, boom, one second it's gone. We'd pour that food, we'd look away, chomp, chomp, chomp. We'd come back two seconds later and he's sitting there at his bowl looking like, are you guys going to feed me or what? And there have been times we say, well, did we, just, did we just feed him or did we not? I forget. Yes, we did. Stop it. The enemy wants to devour you. He wants you. To, he wants it to look like you were here one second and gone the next. Amen. But it, but it, it says seeking whom he may devour. There's some he may and there's some he may not. Now, it wouldn't be cool if you could find out whether you were one of those whom he may or one of those whom he may not. How many aren't sure you're wondering if you're one that he can or one? That, no, you know who that's up to. That's not up to God. Now, don't think that there are certain people that God's ordained. Well, yeah, you, you're going to be devoured. You're not. You are. You're not. Amen. It's, yeah, he loves me. He loves me not. No, 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 no. Because the next verse says resist him. And that's written to everybody. Which ones can he devour? The ones who won't resist him. That's right. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are going undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Notice it didn't say, resist him, because you know you're the only one dealing with this kind of problem, because you're so special, <laughs> and so you're the only one. The devil loves to to play that card, doesn't he? Oh, you're, you're the only one dealing with this. He says you're special. Nobody else knows what you're going through. No one's ever, uh huh. Everybody else is going through the same kind of thing. It might be a different variety, but it's the same intensity. Amen. Whatever level you're at, other people have gone through it and they've gotten victory and come through smiling while you're whining. Come on. (laughs) But notice he's he's like a roaring lion. Jesus stripped him. He stripped him of his power. He, he, he's got the growl of a lion, but he doesn't have his. But he lost his teeth. You know what I'm saying? He he lost his he lost his bite. But what he does is he has a big enough roar. Amen. And, you know, if your roar is big enough, well, you don't you don't necessarily need the teeth. You get the same results. He's a bluffer. And so he'll try and come across so much bigger and badder then he really is. And if he can get you to agree and get in fear and get in worry and get in fretting about it, then he has a legal right to bring that to you in your life. Without the teeth to bite, he can still get it done. That's how he does his work today, everybody. The Bible says in Colossians 2.15 that Jesus stripped them, spoiled them, and drug them through the town making an open show of them. That's why it's so it's so imperative that we don't we don't be in the habit of being fretful, being anxious, being worried, being in fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're giving the enemy place. The Bible says, doesn't it give no place to the devil? You give him place when you get in those situations. Amen. Well, what am I going to (laughs) do? I can't help it. Well, you need to do it back to Philippians 4. I'm sorry. No, stay right here. Stay right here. We, we got to read verse 7. How are you going to be self-controlled and alert? How are you going to resist successfully? You need to do verse 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. See, that's part of it. There's no such thing as, well, I'm resisting the devil and you're also up half the night worrying about it. Also talking, you know, Mm -hmm. fretting about it, meditating on it, thinking on it and talking the problem. Mm It's going to cause that problem to defeat you in your life. Meditating the word, thinking what God says, the mind stayed stayed on him, focusing on his things, talking, talking the answer. Mm -hmm. Listen, how are you going to overcome? What's the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. didn't it say, resist him steadfast in your faith? Hmm? Listen, everybody. The characteristic about faith is that it focuses on the answer, doesn't focus on the problem. Is this all right? Cast all your anxiety. What's it mean to cast? Anybody ever been fishing? When you cast something, do you keep? Do you make sure it's all right there around you? Hmm? No, you back off so the fish don't even know you're there in the boat, right? And you take that line and... You cast it and you drop that thing right before it hits the trees and the ground, and the lily pads. You drop that right in the hole where the fish are skillfully. Right. You cast. You throw it off. What are you supposed to do with your cares and your anxiety? The Amplified, listen to how it says it. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxiety, all your worry, all your concerns once and for all upon him for he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully isn't that awesome if you don't have an amplified Bible you might ought to get it just for that verse Amen. and Hebrews thirteen eight, where he says I will never 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 leave you or forsake you <laughs> not in any way not in any wise hallelujah I didn't say that one right But I quoted this one pretty well, didn't I, Brother Anthony? Did I get this okay? All right. (laughs) Casting all your care upon him, because he cares for you. So back to Philippians 4. We'll close here. Eventually in the next minute. Glory. So what are you supposed to do if you can't worry? What are you supposed to do? Don't be anxious about anything, but... In everything. By prayer. And petition. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Well what good is that going to do? He already knows about them. Now without me taking time. How many understand that there's different forms and different kinds of prayer. Different ways to pray. What kind of prayer is this talking about? Well. I can tell you without going anywhere else, but right here, it's the kind of prayer that's going to end up with you saying, thank you. It's a kind of prayer, evidently, that gets this thing settled. You bring your request to God. And you say, oh, God, you know how bad it is. You know what these people said about me. Father, I ask you to kill him right on the spot. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the kind of prayer that you're going to end up in Thanksgiving about. Huh? You get it settled in prayer. And really, so much of the care is, Father, I'm casting this thing. I'm rolling this care over to you. Amen. And I thank you that your word says, notice how you'd use the word. Thank you what your word says about this problem. Thank you that the word says I always triumph in Christ. And Father, as I cast this care upon you right now, I tell you that I don't have it because you have it. Amen. And if I have it, you don't have it. And I thank you that it's being worked out. So I thank you that this thing is taken care of in Jesus name. Ha. Amen. Peace. What's going to happen if you do that? And the peace Of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Well, I've tried that and it didn't work. No, listen, here's what will happen. You'll say amen. And whether it's five days, five hours, five minutes or five seconds later, here's that thing. Right there, right back, trying to get in your mind. And that's where, you, that's where you say, you don't have to pray about it again. You just say, no, that's been taken care of. We already prayed about that. That's dealt with. And here's, what the, here's my promise from the word. And thank you, Father. And I will not take the care of it. Everybody say this, I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed. to worry. Have you ever done, have you ever said that when the temptation to worry is gone? I have. Man, I've, I've, there's been times where I've had to open my mouth and say, I am not allowed to be afraid and I am not allowed to worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing that kept me from it. Right? Yeah. I will go to sleep. Yeah. God will take care of this. Yes. And if he doesn't, I'll ask him about it in heaven, but... Come on, say it again. I'm not allowed to worry. I'm not allowed to be afraid. It's not part of my life. I resist it. I hate it. I won't have it. I'll have peace in my heart. Peace in my mind. Amen. As I keep my mind stayed on Him, I'll be kept in perfect peace. Amen. Did you get any help today? Stand up if you would. Oh, glory to God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll lift your hands and thank God for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. Glory to God. We got peace like a river.